This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris. One, two, three, four. They say count to ten and it helps. Well, I'm I'm, I'm actually up to a thousand and four. Pissed off, totally, utterly pissed off. And Manchester City have just got a fourth against Bournemouth. 
which means my 3-0 is out the fucking window. Um, <laughs> you better get another one now, uh, Man City. Make it five so Brad doesn't get the three points. Look, I'm going to bring Brad in in a second, but I've got to say, what the fuck was that? What a load of bloody shite. It was... I have taken my Leicester top off because I'm embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed by that performance. I mean, apparently there were some good things happening in the game. I don't know what they were. Brad's going to try and explain to me. But whether he was watching a match from a couple of weeks ago, I do not know. All right, look, let me take, let's put it into perspective. We were playing, well, we were playing cheaters, let's be honest with you, because they spent most of the match on their arse, claiming that, you know, they'd taken a kick on the ankle, but they were holding the head. So Arsenal are cheaters, and I personally want Manchester City to go and win the title now. Um, but what was that from Leicester? What was that from Leicester? I mean, I've got to say here, um, <laughs> straight away, did Arsenal deserve to win? Yes, they did. I can't lie. They deserved it. They deserved it. Um, were Leicester shite? Yes. A thousand percent, yes. Do Arsenal players go down like a wife on Christmas Day? Yes. Yes, they do. Do I want Arsenal to win the title? A hundred percent now. A hundred percent. And they've got Grealish who goes down easy. I mean, we 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 knew it was going to be a difficult month, but the bell end is back. In fact, he's not even a bell end now; he's a knob end. How can anybody make substitutions when you're one nil down at home and we're losing? And he thinks, "I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to well. First of all, I'm not going to pick my, the player that I was uh, shining a light on last week and saying how good he was." Brings a bit like a familiar, eh? Hashtag Chowdhury. So he does that. He drops Mendy. He's got Indeed who totally is off form. I'm sorry. I don't know what he was doing. He put Samari on before him. He was a waste of space. Then, you, when he does make the substitutions, so he takes off Indeedy and puts on Samari. He takes off Castagna. He puts on Ricardo. Okay, as Brad said, he did go to what front? Well, about, about ten minutes to go. I mean, he's taken our informed striker off. Who wasn't? I wasn't getting a look in. I grant you, but he said, "Oh, I'm going to take him off, and I'm going to bring Jamie Vardy on because Jamie Vardy has scored so many goals this season that you know he, he's he's bound to get us out this shit." Jamie Vardy, get down to the post office on Thursday and claim your pension. You're fucking shite now. And then what does he do? I will try to walk front. <laughs> oh, I've taken Kelechi and Acho off. Do what I do. I bring Daku on. He can't score in a fucking brothel either. Tielemans, when he came on, all he did was um, shout at the referee and blame, oh, my, it's hurt. And all that was a foul. Grow up, Tielemans, and fuck off to another club. You know, the BBC. The BBC actually say they have a head they have a heading on their website, everything you need to know about your team. Well, let me tell you, everything you need to know about your team, there in one line. We are bloody shite. 
that's what we need to know about Atty. We don't need to know anything more. We are bloody shite. And that on my website there, one shot we had all game. Not one on target. We're at home for fuck's sake. It's not good enough for any Premier League team. All right, we're not the team that was finishing fifth. Fucking hell, West Ham were in the bottom three and they got four past Nottingham Forest to beat us 2-0. Oh, yeah, we're playing, we're playing the top of the league. Yeah, Arsenal are going for the Premier League Championship. Of course they are. Yeah, would, you know, would I before the game of it, you know, I said I would have taken a draw. We couldn't have got a draw if we'd been playing till bloody Christmas Day. We were that bad. We know how good we can be. And you know, that's the thing like, well, were we that bad or did Arsenal just make us look bad? No, we were that bad because Arsenal did not get out of third gear because they didn't have to. They could have put Arsenal women out there and they would have beaten us today. I can say I've, I've taken off my my Leicester City shirt because I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm a Leicester fan after that performance. We've learned nothing, absolutely nothing. I'm through that fence again. I am through the fence. I'm glad I put a gate in because I thought Brendan Rodgers might have been turning things around. Fucking hell, what a knobhead he is. I just... We are three points off the relegation zone. Three points off the relegation zone. Look at it there. Look, that's where we are. Yeah, we've got goal difference on our side, but we're at minus six. Um, same as West Ham. We are in a relegation battle. All right, I mean, you're looking at Bournemouth now, you know, I think Bournemouth are down, probably Southampton are down. Wolves, they've had their little kick. Maybe they're struggling now. Um, Leeds, I mean, we'll probably survive because other teams just happen to be worse than us. West Ham will overtake us soon, I'm sure. Does Brendan Rodgers need to go? I can't decide. I don't know. One minute I'm in, one minute I'm out. I want to start shaking it about in a minute. Does he go, doesn't he go? Let me know what you think, guys. I'm just absolutely, absolutely pissed off. One shot. One shot. And not one on target. And you are at home. Oh, Brad. Hello. I, I, I need to ask you a question. Because I, I just couldn't pick up on it. I, I'm not 100% sure here. So I don't want to make any assumptions first. But are you a little bit annoyed by that? No, no, I'm over it. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, I thought you were. <laughs> Some people might accuse you of being a little bit over dramatic, but it was poor. It was toothless. It was toothless and poor in two thirds, and it was the crucial two thirds of Leicester are going to ever get anything out of the game of football. I mean, I know every part of the the play is is what you need ultimately to get a result, but. <sighs> I, I, I think embarrassed. I, I think to be embarrassed is is a little bit 
over the top, just purely for the fact of, yes, Arsenal did control it, and I'm not saying that, but we did do well at least in one third minus the goal. And with, with, with that, at the end of the day, I'm trying to clutch at straws here, I think. Yeah, but the defence was relatively yeah, solid. No, but no, you have to admit the defence was relatively solid until that first 38 seconds of the second half. No, where they just switched off. But it's not like we've lost 6-0. And it's not like Arsenal would have deserved beatings 4-5-0. They didn't exactly have that many clear cut themselves. So there was, in a ray of shite, in a pile of shite, as you so beautifully put it, and you're correct to say, because in fact, saying, saying the top half was shite um, was being polite. Um, but you have to say... And I know we'll talk about the first half because we like to break it down half by half. But at half time, whilst I was very disappointed, we'd offered nothing. I don't think there was a less fun that was coming in not thinking, well, frustrate them, get the goal, get a nose in front. It could be could be worth what he's done here. It's just, no. I, it was embarrassing in in in, in the in, in the attacking and midfield. Not one hundred percent. I just think. Saying it was an embarrassing performance is a bit of a disservice to some of them out there that actually put in the effort with what they were required to do. You win as a team, you lose as a team. Yeah, um, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say my man of the match was was a defender, and we'll come on to that later. So you know, mm. I'm not a million miles away from you are. Um, no. Uh, well, I could hate you by the end if, if Man City don't score another goal, of course. But let's be honest. We were lucky not to be not to be one 0 down at half time. There was nothing wrong with their goal that I saw. I don't no. think he was. I don't think he was being held on to. I don't think he was being knocked off the ball. Um, there was a Leicester player that was closer to him. I thought. Uh, I think the referee went over to have a look at that. And I think, and I felt a little bit sorry for Craig Pawson today, and I'm going to be honest with you, because I think he was told to go and have a look at it, and I think at the back of his mind was, shite, remember what happened last week? What's going to happen? If I don't get this spot on, I'm going to be, I'm going to be roasted. And I just think that's why we got away with it, because to me, it was a, it was a fair goal and it should have been 1-0 Arsenal. Do you, know, do you know what? I thought about putting something out about it on a tweet. Um but I don't think uh, I could be asked of any of the controversy that might come with it. But when I saw that incident, and you know me, I'm a member of the goalkeepers' union. You yeah. know what I'm like. Yeah. And yeah. even I sat there and watched it and went, ah, okay, we have the answer. We have the answer to the lifetime question that two rights can actually make a two two wrongs can make a right apparently, and it's justified in VAR because I felt really sorry for him. Um, it was a good finish. It didn't warrant getting chalked off. There's, he just falls over sort of mid-air. He sort of trips himself up and doesn't get the air that he was expecting mm. to punch. I don't really... No, I'm sorry. I, only in VAR could two wrongs apparently balance things out. And that just shows you the problem with, with yeah. the sport at the moment. Yeah. Because that wasn't a foul for, yeah. for, for me. I just want to bring a couple of comments in because um, I've fallen behind with those. And I do apologise. Uh, David S, only positives for me today. We only lost by one goal and Christensen played well. Mm. Outside of that, we just made up the numbers. I don't even think we did that, uh, David. Jack, uh, 
K K K I K I lost the ball every single time it was played to him. It was like oh, Kalechi and Nacho. Oh, Kalechi, yeah, of course. That took my brain a second as well. Yeah, don't worry. yeah. <laughs> I think of him as Nacho, so I'm looking for an end for him. Um, <laughs> it was like a hot potato. What does he do in training at Seagrave? A lot more than Vardy and Daku, apparently. Uh, David goes on. I love KDH, but today he showed he isn't as good as we want him to be. He seems to play his football with weights on his ankle, slow to turn, slow to release the ball. Tenacious, yes, but that's about it. Um, Barnes went backwards, and I'm surprised. Uh, not a damn. Uh, oh, sorry. Am I surprised? Not a damn. He's not quality in the class of Saka or Martinelli. Okay, I mean, that's a fair point, but that's that's why they're top of the league, mate. That's why they're in the England squad. Uh, Regal, nope. That was a clear hold on Ward's hand. Really? Uh, I respectively disagree. No, you are, you're allowed to disagree with me, um, but I do have a member of the goalkeepers' union sat, <laughs> sat to that side of me. Um, White grabbed Ward's arm. Clear view on VAR. Right, well, I, I, I didn't get to see as many replays as others did. Uh, I just Don't didn't see any contact with like him. That. Well, I didn't see that part of it. So from what I was able to see of it, from what I could make out of it, I didn't see anything wrong with it. But if someone was saying that he had a clear hold of his arm, then, then all right, fair enough, right decision. Let, let I changed me, my mind. Jack, let me ask you this. If that had gone the other way, would you have demanded the goal and said that VAR were wrong? And I don't think either of you are going to sit there as Leicester fans and say, yeah, if that had been a Leicester goal, I would have said, yeah, I would have agreed it wasn't the goal. It was one of those. and I. Mm, it always I, is with goalkeepers. We know yeah, what it's like. Yeah. But like I say, for me, it wasn't. That's only my opinion. But like I say, I do honestly think that at the back of uh, Craig Pawson's mind was, oh, you know, last week's, Debacle. It's an easy one to give, isn't it? Because yes, of the yeah. stereotype that's, yes. that's perceived to be around with goalkeepers. He's probably there, actually, Craig Pawson, thinking, thank God I can go and not give the... You know what I mean? It's almost probably like a relief for him. Um, I mean, they were still talking about the the, the uh, Sabitza foul on Sky at half, you know, uh, before the games on the Saturday. So, anyway, anyway, that, that Southgate was there, by the way. I don't know. Oh, yeah, of course he was. Of course he gets the tickets when Madison isn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> let's, I mean, let's have a look at this team, Brad. Um, he says, I've got it here somewhere. Uh, here we go. Let's have a look at that team. I mean, I'm fed up with. Oh, Brendan Rogers, you do not blow smoke up somebody's ass one week and then drop them the next. Because that's why you get no loyalty. That's why if I was if I was Mendy, I think fuck off if you want me to sign a new contract now. Swivel on it. Because he did it to Chowdhury after that, what was a man of the match performance out of position in defence against Liverpool. We never saw him again. And now he's doing exactly the same with Mendy. We need there was nobody, because indeed he wasn't doing it, nobody was holding that ball. And holding on to it. See, I'm going to come. At, I'm going to come at a little bit of a defence here because. No, you do it. No, no, no. That's why that's part of the show. Yeah, I, I, I understand that 
you, we see a player and we know from past experiences it's normally a bad omen when this sort of thing happens. But when you look at the lineup there, my only disheartening thing was probably met with a lot of other Leicester fans. I know there was talk in the chat on your watch long before the game started about Ndidi, but I wasn't so disheartened about the fact that Ndidi was playing. And, and this, I was more disheartened the fact that we had two options today and you're seeing two effects in the results that are going on right now, which is Leicester lost 1-0 but didn't offer anything going forward because they had two central defensive midfielders and were hoping and praying to get something counter their way and we were just awful, so it never happened. Or you're currently 4-0 down to Man City. That's one thing you can look at in the approaches because we didn't go positive and if we'd gone positive, Dewsbury Hall doesn't play in that CDM role and I think Mendy would have started today. He chose to go defensive because he played the other option. He he has spoken about what Mendy offers and why he wants to use Mendy at the moment in time because he wanted to be positive. Today, he probably thought, hmm, if they come out as and get a goal and do to us what Man, 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 Manchester United did, we, we might get a bit unstuck here today. I want to shore it up for as long as I can. The only puzzling part of that is why didn't he then come on when he made the changes? But we'll get to that later on. But I wasn't overly concerned the fact that Mendy wasn't started because it just shows. And like I said in the watch long, I came in and said that just tells you how we're going to approach today's yeah, you game. Did. You did. And it painfully played out that way, I'm afraid to say. Yeah, you got it spot on. Uh, I mean, David says there all he can think of is that Needy was in for the height advantage. Well, he never headed the ball that I saw of. You know, he's not exactly no. known as, as, as a header. Um, we are at home. We are playing the team that are challenging for to win the title. We don't yeah. go defensive. We <laughs> the best form of defence yeah. is attack. Indeed, he's yeah, but... not the player. Indeed, he was. No, and I know that, but that 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 again shows you why he what what the tactic was all about. And again, it's it. It is always nice to have that bit of impetus when you're at home against a good side. You know, we we, we were happy when we lost 1-0 to Man City in the sense that at least we saw a bit of aggression and effort from us to, to well, try we and nick were, it. We were actually, when we lost 1-0 yeah. to Man City, we were fucking awful. <laughs> but now we've had some good results. We see what we can do. Yeah, yeah, you I know, know it was done. Yeah. We don't mind losing it. Well, we do mind losing. But if we lose and go down fighting, that loss yeah. today couldn't fight the way out of a condom. Going forward, they couldn't. But again, I will reiterate, minus the nutmeg that led to the goal, you know, uh, the, the defence was quite resolute. I mean, it's just everything that seemed to follow on from half-time was just completely baffling. Because you could have you could have even forgave, you could have even forgave not having the ball in that first half. I mean, I think we came off at half-time 80% or 80-odd percent possession against us and you know, 12, 15% in our favour. You could have forgave it had the changes been made that made the logical sense, which didn't. And again, we'll get on to them. But if that had changed how we went about it, because you do have to be calculated. You can't just go out at Man City and Arsenal when they're in this sort of form and playing how they are, because you do get a Bournemouth result. You do get a Bournemouth hammering. And the thing is, this probably feels worse than a Man United performance because, again, up until them goals in that Man United game, at least we felt we were in with it because we were showing the attacking attempt. That was that's the real big disappointment and the thing we should be the most angry about because we didn't give that. 
Because if that's at the Emirates and we've played like that, we'd probably give it a different reflection because you go, oh, well, it was Arsenal. They were at home. They were always going to dominate. We hadn't hung in there. It was one chance, one good chance, and they've, they've taken it. You know what I mean? It's all about perspective. It's just even more added disappointment because at least at home, you feel like they'd feel confident with the crowd there going, we can lose this game, but if we have a go, they'll appreciate it. And that's that's the thing that really has ticked Leicester fans off today. We have we have won one of the last six games against Arsenal. We've lost five on the trot. To me, if a manager is losing that many games against the same team, he is absolutely shite because he should be learning Not things. Not really. Yeah, Not really. Every, every team has a bogey team. But every team, Martin never beat Arsenal, I don't think. I don't think Martin only will ever beat Arsenal in his reign now, apart from the FA Cup and the penalty shootout. So was asked, was was Martin O'Neill shite because he couldn't get one over on Arsenal? Not at all. It's just we have, have these teams. Have we have a in, I'd have to check the stats in fairness, but yeah. <sighs> Different time. You know, and we got thumped five we got thumped like five nils by Arsenal when Martin was in charge and he was no what he was no mug to be taken as a manager with Leicester. I'll, so I'll say well, I'll say one sentence to you. Three three at Filbert Street. There was more game from the Leicester okay. players than I've seen all season from ours. Yeah, but we, it's also we've also got to kind of maybe accept that as much as we were confident after the Spurs and Villa game. Our season's been below par, to be nice. And that's the nicest way I can put it. We've been very below par since the first ball was kicked. Since that first 45 minutes against Brentford, we have been, the majority of the time of the season, very poor and difficult to watch. If you're going to lose, I think, unfortunately, we're not going to see that, that, that Leicester that had that was rife with confidence. We're going to have to... You know, like you said, and I agree in a way, and it's not a nice way to have to look at it, but we may have to accept that six teams are going to be worse than us this season and we just stay up by seven or eight points and go again next season. And Because and, big changes will happen in the summer. You know they will with talks of players going, contracts and whatnot. There's going to be big movement, you think, in the summer. So, who would want it might just be, unfortunately, it might be one of the ugly seasons that you go at the end of it and go, well, at least we're still on the Premier League side and we, we go again, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, like I say, had we not won the, I mean, I only expected five points from this month, right? Because we've got, you know, we've got apart from the cup we've gained, we, and I don't think we'll beat Rovers if we perform like that. Um, well, if we play like that, we won't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we've got Chelsea, and I, again, I can't see. Hey, we can win a game, Chelsea! Thank God, I knew you'd shed some light on the situation. It's Chelsea. <laughs> I'm joking. We're not going to beat them. No, 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 but I'm trying to take. I'm trying beat, to take some pride in something. We couldn't beat Rushton and Diamonds, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, <laughs> if we get relegated, and, and Dan's made a comment, and I'll bring it in up in a second. If if we if we get relegated, we won't do a Burnley next season because we ain't that fucking good. Burnley would stuff us if we played them at the moment. But what I want to do is I want to play you a couple of things. Um, I did invite the guy on, but he, he hasn't actually come on. Uh, he hasn't actually replied, so I'm guessing not. This is Jason. You may remember we've had him on in the show in the past. He went to the game today, and it's not the guy that does our man of the match. And tell me if you can't hear this, but these are just a couple of voicemails that he sent me or 
on, on, on Messenger messages um, about today's performance. I can't hear nothing. Are you playing anything, mate? Because I can't hear anything. Did you not hear that? No, I didn't hear anything, mate. I was saying that all along. I couldn't oh. hear anything. Did anybody else hear that? No audio. Okay, so that didn't work then. <laughs> right, let's try it another way, shall we? Uh, <laughs> Oh, your best best plans, as they say. Let's try it another way. Um, right, let me just get this up here. Um, I thought it would pick up the sound. The microphone's above it. Um, right, let's have a look. Let's have a look here. Please hold on. Your call is... We do appreciate your call. All right, let's have another go. Game. That has been such a waste of time. And plays going down. I tell mm -hmm. you what, mate, if you've seen that, wherever you are, it was... Mate, we didn't have no bloody go today, did we? Um, yeah, it's been some time since I spoke to you. But yeah, I kid you not... I don't know. I don't know what you think about that game. It was so, so poor. Did you hear that one? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And that was his first one. This was his second I mean, one. That's no problem. I mean, we was really, really looking to have that, uh, that goal disallowed. Um, obviously, with Ben White on Danny Ward. Uh, because Ward was, like, flapping his wings. Um, you know, realistically, the goal should have stood, but we were really lucky. Um, I just thought we was really, really flat, mate. We, we was, you know, we was like a pedestrian. Um, you know, we weren't moving. We were just, we were stuck, mate. We, we were definitely missing a Madison reality shot, mate. You know, all of this, it, it wasn't the best of games. Um, you know, and obviously with Rogers' post, you know, post-match, in, you know, he said a few things on the BBC Radio Leicester. Um, not I haven't heard what he said post-match, but I presume he was blaming somebody other than himself. I'll probably say that he's got beautiful human beings that are great technicians. <laughs> he was at the match, Jason. Um, I mean, Kel was definitely offside for our goal. There's no, no two ways about that. I'm going to say that. He was offside uh, he didn't even need var to compare that he was agreeing with us uh dan's just saying here um obviously not seen any of the game well done to you dan four nil against huddersfield um i think you're up and they're down um but i'm guessing a narrow loss to lead leaders mean you put in a spirited performance oh no we didn't daniel oh no we fucking didn't um 16 points and 14 games, yes or no, Chris? No, I can't see where they're coming from. I cannot see where they are coming from. And David, 
if we were to look at this game as a neutral, would you say that indeed he was the reason we lost or was the reason we didn't have much aggression going forward or both? I don't blame him as much. Look, it's not his fault he was picked and he comes on and he comes on to do play to the best of his ability. You know, he doesn't come on to play badly, but it's just the whole team was shite and it should have been Mendy from the start. Um, as a Leicester fan, I'd have preferred to have played like we did versus Spurs and maybe still have lost 1-0. That is it exactly, exactly. We just did but, not. But yeah, but the, the thing is, like I like I said, you play like that against Spurs and you beat them 4-1 and it's all sunshine and roses. You play like that and Arsenal going beat us 4-0, then it's that was reckless, that was careless, he should have shored it up. Why didn't he have this on? Why didn't he go with men? It's all... It's all if hands and butts and what's and coconuts when it when it's a defeat for your team, isn't it? It's all this and that, and all you can do then is look at it as a perspective because it's it's all well and good saying, oh well, we could have played on the front foot and only lost one nil. We could have played on the front foot and also could have tore us a new one. It's just the the lived out by the sword, died by the sword of how you approach a game, and and Arsenal have been very good at how they approach a game. Um, this season, that's why they are where they are, and I think we kind of maybe have to look at that a little bit and revalue our season because what's the one thing we always say, Chris, when it is going well for Leicester? Appreciate the moments because they don't last. It's just is another block. And... I know, I know what you're saying, but you know, earlier in the season, Arsenal beat us four two. Yeah, so one nil loss is only only progress, isn't it? Well, how many points did we get in that game? The exact same. The exact exactly, same. Exactly. Same. So if we're going to lose one nil, defending. Goal. But then goal difference. You talk about it being a point. I'd rather lose one nil than five nil. You know what was it? I people said it about the Leeds manager Bielsa. I want to play really good, sexy football leagues. Yes, yeah, six one's real sexy, real appealing. I'm really, yeah, I'm really loving watching my team play like that. If they're losing that, no. I think we've got to kind of maybe just be really disappointed that we had nothing in that middle and uh, attack and just just accept that we were just not confident in ourselves and not, not at the office today in any form of aggression and it was just a sad performance and we get over it we are at minus six on our goal difference um forest are minus 24 palace minus 10 and then below us wolves minus 15 west ham and i think west ham are in a false position they're on minus six as well Leeds on minus 10, Everton on minus 15, Bournemouth on minus 23. If if Roger's game plan is saying like, oh, we'll stay up on goal difference, that is a very no. good game to be playing. Yeah, of course it is. But I mean, I'm just thinking worst case scenario, if it comes to it, I'd rather get into May knowing that none of our results matter because we're 13th, 14th and we're 12 points clear of them. But you, you, it's easy to go out there and say, oh, go out there and do it. But we'd be sitting absolutely raging if we went, what happened? We got torn to shreds. We were all deteriorated down at half time. We kept going positive. We should have got, you know, and it's just perspective. It's just how the game plays out and goes. Uh, and that, that's ultimately what makes I, our I, opinions I, on I, it. It's a very good thing, obviously. And, yeah. you know, um, I would be absolutely fuming if we had lost 4-0. Um, oh, no. Oh dear, oh dear, Brad. Oh, for God's sake. Sword. Fucking useless, man. He'd sat a lot of them. <laughs> well done, Bournemouth. You just saved. <laughs> Can I just say, by the way, 
<laughs> Guess who's winning this week so far? I'm guessing you just about no, somehow. No, no, I'm bottom. I'm bottom again. Um, oh, yeah. Steve? Yeah. Steve, he's got five points with this, if this stays like this. <laughs> oh, which results does he get right, then? Because he, he didn't get the Leicester one. He got... Because I know I've got the West Ham. He got Fulham Wolves as a draw, which is one. Oh, no, he'll only have four, so he's gone for... Uh, no, he has gone for Man City win, yeah. So he got three Leeds United, one nil over Southampton. Oh, for God's sake, yeah. Leeds. And then he'll get a point for this. So, <laughs> oh, my God, my weekend's just got worse. <laughs> have you at least got a point on the board? Yes, I have. Thank God, I've got a point on the board this week. Only <laughs> oh, one. Well, no, I'll have two because of this result, but uh, Man City didn't let me down this week. But no, yeah, hindsight is a wonderful thing. If we'd lost four or five nil, then I would have been totally and utterly peed off. Of course I would. But we could have lost four or five nil playing that way if we hadn't had, and I'm, you mentioned this earlier, so I'm going to come to you on this now. Uh, just backing on uh, what David said, and hello to Chris Welsh, by the way. Um, hope you are well as well. How did you get on? Uh, if we were so poor, which I agree to a point, why did Arsenal not batter us? Uh, I think they did batter us apart from the result. One positive, positive I'd say, is we defended resolutely with Sutar, Faze and Christensen, not Castagna. Um, agreeing with you, mm. you said that, didn't you? Well, not about yeah. that, but you did say about one-third of our... Um, you know, defence was uh, one third of our team was good, and it was the defence. Yeah, it was. I mean, you have to be when you, you when the onslaught's coming, which is where the bad bad performance on the like I said, the midfield and the, and the lack of attack that we actually had on display today, because the defence was brilliant. If we could find a way to clone Christensen and two of them be centre backs and one of them be a right back, we wouldn't need a defence. And that's saying something with how suit to him because Christensen, for me, was really good on that side. He kept it very quiet on at least one side of it. Arsenal were forced to attack our biggest problem right now, which is the right-back situation because I know we'll get to the ratings, but me and Blackwell might become friends on this week because Castagne was not, not at his best for me today. He was probably the only one of that back line I didn't like. I'm just putting this up by the way for told you, not for you. Um, <laughs> just in reply to you, told you. <laughs> but look, yeah, I mean, I Christensen, I mean, he, he shows some passion. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, I don't know if you saw it at halftime, and I didn't see much of the first half because my, 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 my stream was down more than it was up. Um, but at halftime, the linesman actually had to knock on Leicester's changing room door to say, come on, you're late, come on out, come on, get your arse into gear. Um, and obviously, they, whether they were sort of all queuing for the toilet or what have you, but they, they were awake. And how often are we doing this again? It's the same mistakes over. I thought we'd got rid of this conceding early in the second half. Yeah, the, see, the thing is, that's what happens when you've got a run of fixtures that are very difficult, you know, and... You can say what you like about them on their given day. We know what they're capable of and how susceptible these teams we played can be on a given day. We showed that two Spurs 
but sometimes it just doesn't work how you want to. And, you know, it's it's a mind game thing. You mm. keep the players in the change rooms an extra minute. You make them rush out so they've got a bit of energy when they go out there to really get themselves on the front foot. And you want to see, you know, you're always managing the game minute by minute. And, you know, that any side that's had a torrid season or isn't really living up to their expectations by a country mile like West Ham, you know, like West Ham and like Leicester, you know, the two notable teams that are really underperforming this season in terms of where the fans expected to see them, that you just come up against a team and even though it's going okay or you've got away with it and you've come in at half-time level, you want to see that first 10 minutes. And yet again, on that right-hand side of our defence, 48 seconds or 38 seconds or whatever it was, they got in that, they got in behind and the one time that Sutar couldn't uh, couldn't keep his legs close and get the block in and the one time Castagne got absolutely mugged off by Martinelli and what was in the back of that. Yes, it could have you been. Know, it's... And I, I don't know whether you can blame a player for keeping his legs open like that. I mean, it's a split-second thing, isn't it? But Yeah. Um, the second goal, which wasn't allowed, which was offside... Again, um, I sorry, I just want to say this point. Sorry, Chris here saying you're up against the league leaders, it was a free hit. I, I, I get a, I get that to a point, but it's still, I'm still on about the performance. That's yeah, what I, I, I think, I think the biggest thing to add that's kind of a mystery compiler for Leicester fans is we actually came into this game just suddenly scared because this weird, strange feeling come over us where we were a little bit optimistic and it was very unusual because those Leicester fans don't really understand this optimism because we're not used to having it when it comes to supporting Leicester. <laughs> You're always on a nervous edge. So I think that adds to disappointment. And even though we knew it was going to be a stretch and a hard chance to get anything from this game, we actually felt it was possible before mm. kickoff. And like I say, probably right even up until half-time, we thought, there's still a chance because it was still nil-nil regardless yeah. of yeah. the control Arsenal had. And it's it's just the way there was no response to Arsenal's possession, in a sense. I, I, I mean, for, well, first of all, why wasn't changes made at half-time? I think when I looked at that first half, I mean, in fairness to Rodgers, he has started waiting until like the 70th minute. He did make the changes on 60 and we'll come on to those in a second. But... He, you know, that he could see how it was going. You know, there's no way that anybody, I don't care, even you, but at half time thought that we were going to win this game. No, not not if it continued to go that way. There was no reason Leicester couldn't have changed things up. And this this is what I mean because it was well, the most confusing. It was the most confusing 45 minutes I've ever seen from from Leicester as a whole because. I would have personally made a a change at half time. Um, I think there was a lot of things that happened and the changes that he continued to make throughout the game, which will break down as we go through the half. But yeah, everything about that second 45 really puzzled me because it was as far away from what I was hoping to see after the way the first half was than it could have ever been. Because that was the moment where you go, okay, got away with it, defended well, go out and show something now. And then we could accept maybe two, two, three, you know, nil loss a bit better because at least we threw caution to the wind. But 
Let me ask you this question, just out of interest. Um, what change would you have made at half time? I would ha I would have taken off Tete and I would have put Dakar on. And I would I have maybe switched it to the four three one two. That's interesting because I said in the chat, I don't know if you saw it at all, and, and in fairness, most people agreed with me, which is something I'm not used to. Um, but I said, indeed, he off Mendy on. I just think we really, really missed him today. We did, but for the different reasons is why they played. And Rogers, Rogers has made that very clear with when he said we want to be attacking, and I need, you know, when he was asked why he put gave Mendy the chance against Villa, or who was going to play Mendy in them games, he said, "I want someone who's got that aggression on the ball, who's going to drive it forward." And let's not forget what indeed he's done. Some of you have been very fickle with Indeedy since he's been dropped from the team, and forgetting how good he was for us in his first. Wow. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I get that, but 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 you know the talent, a natural talent is permanent. You know, form is temporary, and if he can find his feet and play like that, and do his because he is the, the he is the true defensive midfielder because he all right he didn't do anything good going forward, but he he kind of tried and he didn't do it, but he's been given that new role to focus on. He, he had a million and one jobs when he was the only one capable of doing that role. Now he's got competition. The way Brendan deployed the troops out there to go and do and play against Arsenal, Mendy was never going to get played. I would have waited to put Mendy on. And the only reason I would have waited, because I would have still made the change, I would have taken Ndidi off and I would have put Mendy on and not Samare. And that would have been, okay, let's see how 15 minutes go. Because if this positive change can get at Arsenal... I'm going to want to keep them on the front foot. And when they start edging back into the game, we're going to put the front foot back on them again. And, and that's when I'd make the change with, with Mendy because you don't want to just completely full swing that because it, you have to slowly build it because the team's been so focused on defensive mentality. Switching to that attacking mentality does take the first five, ten minutes of the game. See the job through, get through that ten minutes, which Leicester seem to be biblically bad at doing at the start of the second half for whatever reason. But if they can just do it, that's when that switch of emphasis makes the difference. We just never got going at all for that to work today. Okay, so he, he's played this way against Arsenal. It's finished 4-1, by the way, Man City. Yeah, um, stupid Bournemouth. <laughs> well done, Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> I've got something to smile about at last. Well, yeah. <laughs> and that's you not getting three points. That's how sad my life is at the moment. <laughs> but... Um, he played that way at home against Bournemouth. Sorry, Bournemouth. That's going on my mind. Against Arsenal. But he's not played that way at home against Spurs. Yeah, I just I just wonder if when we look through that Arsenal team properly, though, do you really see a, a real, real areas that you think, ah, if we can really expose that today, we will any team can beat them if they're better than them in that department? Not really. With Spurs, even Spurs fans were going, oh, God, our defensive pairing, our midfield, if it doesn't turn up, you could turn us over. There wasn't too many whispers apart from the best blue tint out here, in, 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 you know, in my in, in myself here trying to be the most optimistic Leicester fan I can be at times. There wasn't that many voices thinking, oh, if we can 
we've got a stronger midfielder than them. They've got a shaky back line. We can really go at them. And, and yes, we might concede, but we're guaranteed if we play, we're going to get a goal. Like I said, you've got to look at the season and where we are and take that into account as well. We're in a position where mentally, going all out and losing 4-0 to Arsenal is not good. You, you know, who we got next? Okay, so it's black. happened against Spurs. It could have, but like I said, there was always a feeling that, yeah, okay, we know Spurs score against us. I mean, the only thing that wasn't that was bizarre about Spurs' no, goals, it wasn't Kane. We know yeah, and, and again, it all counts fair and that, but uh, again, you have to look at it as perspective. I don't like what's happened today in terms of, I'm, I'm not, this isn't me disagreeing because I'm 100% with you. I, that no, defence was the only shining point. But again, you have to look at how you have to manage that game because if you make some, if he makes that substitution, though, Chris, and a ball across the box gets pinged in and Wilfred indeed he scores and it's one all today, suddenly we're seeing again. It's all about how certain things happen in football, and Rogers will do the best to his ability, whether you think that's a lot or not is up to debate. But he will do his best on his ability to. Have some stern words with the players about not showing the impetus going forward, but he won't let it settle and he'll push on and he'll want to get the games yeah. going, starting with Blackburn. And in fairness, I did actually say uh, in the <laughs> after half time that if Mendy came in or was brought on, made a mistake that led to a second Arsenal goal, we'd all be going, why the hell did he bring him on? So yeah. I, I said that at the time, fickle football fans, yeah. Of course Talking we are. about fickle football fans, Richard the West Ham fan is in. He says actually to me, he says, look over your shoulder, Chris. I will do, Richard, because you know what? Oh, look, I can see the Premier League trophy. <laughs> what can you see over your shoulder? Nothing. So, Richard, thank you for reminding me to look at that. That's something that's fun, and we have. Yeah, there's only there's only one thing that Richard will be looking over his shoulder at come the end of the season. That will be Declan, Declan Rice kicking and screaming his way out the door. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So, Richard, thank you so much. When you said that, you really, Rich. thought what you were dropping yourself into. Uh, what time is it now? Forty-eight twenty-seven. Just so I know when to clip that. Um, that was great timing. Look over your shoulder. Yeah, we'll do. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Okay, let's. Um, I want to talk about the second goal that wasn't because it was offside. Um, again, I think we probably possibly got away with that. If I'm honest with you, I think it was a, it was a lot tighter than uh, than than Kalechis, uh, but it was given offside. The referee gave uh, the linesman gave it, um, and I had to stand up for this guy because everybody thought well. Everybody, a couple, and I can't remember who they are. I don't know if you're in the chat or not. So I'm not going to name you, but um, Schmeichel would have saved that. Schmeichel, and we're like, well, was, was, did he have another, another two or three foot to his height? Because that's the yeah, only way he's saving it, surely. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no way he, he was saving that cross side effort. I mean, it was a good effort. It was a great finish. And, this is getting a bit annoying now. It's getting, I'm starting to get a little bit pissed off. I'm starting to get a little pissed off with people because sometimes I just feel like you just need a scapegoat, mm. right? And 
I'm all for criticising players when they don't play well. I think it's perfectly warranted. I don't like people that are like, oh, don't criticise them, don't criticise them. They're not five years old, right? If they have a bad game, their manager's not going in there. You know, the manager shouldn't be in there if they, if they play badly, going, it's okay. no, he should be telling them, look, you know you play badly. You've let them down. We need to do better, right? But when they actually don't have a bad game, just because we've lost today, what? Why is it? Man, world shit. World's this. He won't catch the world. No, don't, don't. Just hate on somebody for hating on someone. Mm. Chilwell was it last season? But when Chilwell played well, I was all for it. Right? Luke Thomas has been it at times this season, especially since Christensen's come in. Now suddenly he's a waste of space, and we should send him out on loan to bloody someone in the long league because he's not. He's no good to us when when Justin's back. He's not never going to play for Leicester ever again. It's yeah. like, don't just. You know, bemoan a performance who deserves to be bemoaned. That trust me, in the ratings that will happen, right? Mm-hmm. But there's nothing he could do about the goal. It's two defensive errors that leave him flat-footed for their their eventual goal that wins them the game. And he made a few good saves to make sure it stayed at that. Let's not just go in on him just because we had a terrible start to the season. Because you know he was he was for the best part of the first quarter of the season. His front line was is sorry, his defensive line in front of him was foreign to him half the time because he didn't know who was going to be playing. At one point, I think we we was dreading a probably Vestergaard and sort of two appearance together in, in the Premier League. We were that desperate for, for players to be fit. So give the guy a break, can we? Don't just go, oh, we lost because it's Ward's fault. Because that's what I feel like some fans do sometimes. And I'm not for it if he's not played badly. You know that you are talking to the converted, preaching to the converted when it comes to Ward. You know, I, I, I go back and, you know, it was me that said, let's get Schmeich- rid of Schmeichel at the end of last season and bring Ward through. So I agree with you 100% on everything that you're saying. And I'm not even in the goalkeepers' union. Um, so yeah, I know. Can I just say, at the moment, five points to Steve, two to you and me, Brad. I'll take that. I mean, Steve's not a worry, bless him. It's it's like hearing, <laughs> it's like hearing that like Barrow or someone have got through the qualifying rounds of the FA Cup. They're going to meet the first round and get someone like Derby County in the first round of the FA Cup, and it's good for them. But poor Steve, he needs a couple of wins, bless him. Perk him up it's, a bit. It's, it's, you're, not, you're ahead. It's me who's catching up, you know. Like yeah, but if you're level with me on points, I keep my gap over you. I'm not worried about that. Steve can get his <laughs> couple of point wins every week. You'll need them more than... Only more than a few to catch us. He is the West Ham of the Prediction League. He'll have a couple of good results and then he'll go back to being tried again. Hello, Steve, if you're watching. How the devil are you? Um, okay, so yeah, like I say, I think we're, we're singing off the same hymn sheet on there, but I just thought I'd give you something to moan about. Um, oh, thanks very much. I needed that today. Yeah. Talk to me about the um, changes. 61 minutes. We had um, Tete and Kalechi came on. Sorry, went off. Sorry, Tete and Kelechi went off. Vardy and Tielemann came on. Almost like for like, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw the subs warming up. And first of all, and and, and don't don't anybody jump down my throat at the instance on this first one, because you know where I actually stand on how Vardy's going to play his part at Leicester. Sorry, can I just, sorry, I saw... just, just, sorry, just bear with me one second, because I know Anthony is out. 
uh, but he has just popped in. So I just want to say to while he is in that I approached Anthony and I approached Melina to come on the show to talk about it because I think Arsenal's tactics today were disgusting. Yes, they definitely 100% deserve to win, but like I say, they go down just like a prostitute on double time. They spent more time on their arse than they did actually playing football, Arsenal. Arsenal, cheaters, and I really, really hope Manchester City now go on and win the Premier League. So, Arsenal, if you're going to win by cheating and spending all the time on the floor, not just time-wasted, somebody went into one of their players' back and he went down holding his head. Pansies, a t- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mutt Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Team full of North London pansies and cheaters. That's what you are. You got Basically, you've got a team full of Jack Grealishes at Arsenal. And I really hope Manchester City stuff you. Do apologise, Brad. I wanted to get it while he was in. Do carry on. What was I saying? <laughs> you threw me off there. What was I actually saying, generally? We're talking, about the, we're talking about substitutions. Yeah. There was two things that went through my mind when I saw the substitutions. I saw it was far in the touchline, and I went, oh, no, this is the wrong substitution. And then I saw the substitutions that it was taking off, because I expected the change then. That's when I would have been expecting to see... Um, Okay, I was expecting Dakar. I'll be perfectly honest. And I'll, I'll explain why. Because you know with Vardy, he's someone now that has to come on as an impact when the game's done and he's trying to stretch the defence. We've got our noses in front. Or we're, you know, and he wants to stretch the defence. Dakar needs to be on for the impetus. We need to exploit him as the pace merchant through this middle, like Vardy in that sense, but keep Ian Atcher on. So when I realised it was like for like, I went, eh? Because Tillemans was a, was attacking, but he was just swapped him out. So it was like, so wh- where were we lining up? Because Tete was lost on the right. So did Pratt go there? And then te- I was like, eh, what? Well, that's not what I thought. Because I, I, I really at that point would have been expecting, okay, well, one nil down. Indeed, he come off. Mendy come on. Because he does like to not, he's he's the ball winning midfielder, and that's technically that's the football manager term coming out there. He's the ball winning midfielder that will win the ball but drive forward with it. He's on that support role, if you will, for those geek gamers that know what I'm on about in, in the way I'm describing it. But he's got that drive. I thought he would come on, and I thought Dak would come on maybe for Tete and would reshape and would go to up front. The fact that he persisted with like for like changes for another 10, 15 minutes before making it to up front. 
and it was the wrong two up front was where where the confusion in my afternoon went. And it was really at that point I went, okay, we aren't getting anything from this game. Let's keep it 1-0. That was for me when I was at the stage of you, Chris, where I was actually raising, because I was like, that's disappointing, Brendan. The one chance you had to kind of show Leicester, I'm trying everything by putting the players on to change how we're going about it. They're just not being able to, you know, execute it on the pitch. I can't I can't help that. I send them out there with instructions, but the way he did it was frustratingly baffling because I do agree with some of the things you said at the start about Brendan being same old with, with that because that was disappointing. He had a chance there, I felt. Brendan, on on those substitutions, two two people I want to say hello uh, say hello to uh, two people I want to just call out on that. But again, Anthony just replied, "I'll watch it later on match of the day and I'll give my views to you, Chris." And I've just put down here Arsenal highlights: fall down, fell down, fell over, go down. <laughs> yeah, love you, Anthony. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> Tete, did we get too excited about him too soon? Is he is he under under mark too? I don't think so. Today we were very much starved of any attacking impetus, and when we had any form of an attack potential in the making, we kind of got picky on our food choices and didn't seem to like it and wanted to recycle it and and and. That was the most annoying thing as well today, wasn't it? Because just that half glimmer of a half-half chance or a half-half attack, if you will, that's how desperate we're getting to talk about anything in an attacking sense from Leicester. But just that drive, that almost not that confident in themselves to get past Arsenal, because we just allowed them to get bodies back, which didn't help. And Tete, a winger's job isn't to try and take the ball past three or four players and then drive it into the box. No, we, we know what we get with Tete. It's somebody who's got a lot of pace to burn, and you get the ball in behind, and he runs onto it, and he runs past that defender, and he, he puts in a whip cross. He wasn't given that today. We talk about Vardy doesn't get his service, and, and, and don't blame Vardy. Well, I'll, I'll just flip that here today. Tete didn't get the service today. And are we... Something that... Um, something that... Under wasn't really, didn't get the chance to do, is it's only been two, three games, is it, for Tete? Um, mm. He's going to get, as we always say, and I know you don't like me mentioning, but he who must not be mentioned, he took to English football like he'd been here since he was a boy. You know, other players, tomorrow, etc., take a little bit longer. You know, there was times I'm thinking, pass the ball, and he's trying to be Brazilian, you know, which obviously is. But you, you see where I'm coming from. It just seems like, it, yeah, you're trying to do the spectacular, just sometimes do the do the simple ones. The other player that I wanted to ask you about, and you, met, you mentioned this, Vardy, Jamie Vardy. You know my thoughts on Vardy, so I'm not going to sort of go over them. But you said that we, we're gonna, we need to use him now as an impact sub. At what point mm. is he going to come on and have an impact? When you're four, three or four one up against Spurs, and you're just really wanting to tie them out and not give them away or any sniff of a way back into a game, you want the, you want Jamie Vardy on that pitch. If we're one nil up against Arsenal, and we're not really, really to wanting to leave ourselves too exposed, but you see what he does. He he still menaces 
their back line. The only time I actually heard a little bit of a whoa from the Leicester fans thinking, hey, up, hey, up, if he gets a tornado, was when Vardy was on, at, on loan strike, and he was actually pressing. That's what you put Jamie Vardy on for. You don't use Jamie Vardy when you're 1-0 down or you're 1-0 and you're going for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you do not, when you need goals right now with where his career is at this point, and it's sad, but we knew this day was coming where this would be a part of his career, where he'd have to be this sort of striker. You don't put him on when you're chasing the game, especially when it's top of the league. What you do with him is you go, we'll save you for Blackburn, mate, if we need you. We, we've got you. We'll keep you in the tank and fresh for Blackburn in the cup. We'll keep you fresh for a, a chance, you know. And today should have been... And again, he didn't have his best of games. He was actually quite bad today, in my opinion. I agree with the early comment you put up, you know, the KI one where, he, where we got confused and we had to remember yeah. his, name's, his name's not Nacho, it's Ian Nacho. But I kept thinking he, KDH. That was yeah, I did, yeah. Cause, yeah cause it, like me, he couldn't spell Kalechi Nacho. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that point was very true. But in that moment, we needed to keep him on the pitch because what how we tried to change our system would have actually suited Ian Nacho a lot more. And Brendan... Fucking learn just once, just please learn from things that you hear. And I, somebody send these in on an email. Our match reports, anybody else that's talked about it, maybe just somebody make him see it sometimes because sometimes it's like, oh, Brendan, you just, you, you know, you know, when like, um, you're playing pin the tail on a donkey, you're trying to really help that child put it, you tell them to go a little bit left and they take one step to the right, and you just go, Oh, for fuck, she was so close <laughs> to putting it on the tail, and she's gone the wrong way. That's what it's like having Brendan as your manager because just when you think he's going to get it smack bang on, he goes, What this way? and you go, No, Brendan, not you, this way. You Why are you doing that? You don't remember the golden shot with Bob Monkhouse and Anne Aston. <coughs> oh, no. They used to have, um, basically, it was a, a crossbow game. And they'd have a huge target at one end of the studio and then a guy on a crossbow at this end. And the highlight of the show was that they'd blindfold the guy with the crossbow and then somebody watching would have to say, right, left a bit, left a bit, left a bit, up a bit, up a bit, until it was obviously in line with the ball and you'd shoot. And the classic story was that um, <laughs> this person was doing it and absolutely way off. And Bob Monkhouse says, jokingly said, like, you know, you, you have got your telly on, haven't you? And the guy said, no, I haven't got a telly. <laughs> so he was trying to do, and that was Brendan today. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's an applicable way to sum it up, isn't it? Because, yeah, yeah. yeah, just everything he did was confusing and wrong in the same movement. Well, is... Talking about that, and let's put the, let's, let's stick it all in together. Um, Pratt and Ndidi off, Dakasumari on, Castagna off, Ricardo on. Yeah, um, one thing, one thing I will say here, um, I think, um, I think we're gonna start to hope and pray that Ricardo's over these, these long, long standing injuries that he's had over the last few years because. I ain't really fancying Castagna as a right back these days. You know, I've been very underwhelmed with his performances. Uh, and again, today, for 45 minutes, he was able to do it with a little bit of help. But the one time he was left exposed, cost us dearly mm. Castagne. 
I I was kind of glad in a way that Ricardo got five minutes. I didn't think he was going to be able to do anything, which ultimately he didn't. But if that leads to him getting 70 minutes, 75 minutes cleanly against Blackburn and a good performance, mm. I think that's one change we'll definitely be looking at next week for, for our next game. Because I mean, he... cracked off who was on the right wing. Yeah. And, and well, was Stacker on, on the right wing or was he going forward? And if he's on the right wing, what the fuck are you doing putting a striker on the right wing? He ain't going to score from there. I, I, I just get totally... Un- yeah, I was a little bit lost with them. Yeah. I was a little bit lost, to be fair. I mean, four where... years, should we be used to this from Brendan by now? Yeah, I think we are. But again, with, with Leicester fans, we just like a little bit of change everything. We just like to be kept on our toes. It's Leicester way. Yeah. We don't like a boring roller coaster, but it would have been nice for this roller coaster journey to have picked up and gone upwards a bit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, been, it's been almost like it's going down a hill because it's just down, up a bit. Down, up a bit, down, up a bit. There's no big ups this season. But if I read these stats out, I don't know you don't like stats, but if you didn't know the result today, tell me which of these teams do you think were at home? So one team had 34% possession. One shot. Oh, hello. You're frozen my end, mate. 10 shots, seven shots on target and eight corners. I had none of that because you froze. Did I? I do apologize. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was just for me, it froze, but right. right. Uh, I'll do it. I'll try again then. Take take two. <laughs> now then, if I read these out to you, Brad, without if, if you didn't know the score, tell me which you think would be the home team and which you think would be the away team. So one team, thirty-four percent possession, one shot, none on target, no corners. Team B, sixty-eight percent possession. Ten shots, two on target, eight corners. Which of those would you think was the home team? Going going on just pure bias of what you want to see from a home team, you'd have thought that the B team, which clearly isn't Leicester in this case, oh, isn't the home team. But you'd have thought the B team would have been Leicester, would have been the home team. Yes, yeah. No, no, no I was just just interested. Uh, David says. Um, when you watch a game, where's my mouse gone? There we go. Um, when you watch a game like today, do you think we went into defensively minded and we need to cut the team some slack, or we played a better team who had all their best players and we really missed matters? Then I'll go first on that one because I'll yeah. keep it quick. Um, well, obviously we missed matters, but we've got to, we can't rely on one player all the time. You know, it's like. You know, when, when they didn't have Virgil van Dijk for Liverpool and they were all oh, missing... Ver-. It's a team game. It's not tennis. You know, it's not one person on the team. Yes, we're missing, but we've got to get over that somehow. Um, the team were poor, but the team were poor because of one person, in my opinion. And that's where the book stops, and that's Mr Rogers. That's me. Your turn. I think... The mindset, to a degree, was the one that we kind of maybe in the back of our heads knew we'd see, but didn't really want to because we wanted to keep the positive style of play going. But I, I agree. I think it was a bit too cautious. And in the end, that's being too cautious is probably what played a big part in Leicester just 
I mean, forget having the engine tick over, but they couldn't even get the engine to splutter and, and turn yeah. the ignition or, or find, the, find the ignition to put the keys in going forward, let alone having any attack and drive yeah. forward. Um, and I, again, yes, I'm with you. You can't just circle your success and failures down to one player being on the pitch or not, um, because that's ultimately not fair on matters of the rest that do play quite well around yeah. him. But yeah. Sometimes like that and he's on form, he does bring other players. Yeah. I think I think that was the thing when I did the team, wasn't it? I said if Madders plays, he probably doesn't put out this line and people probably just go defensive. Um, yeah, no, it was. You did. You said you exactly said that. And I'm sorry, sorry. if I recoiled. Then that wasn't at you. It's because Liverpool are in their away strip, and it looks like me tell me tell you was going wrong. Oh, Liverpool is awful. Talking about cars again, not having engines. Uh, they used to be. Oh, wish I got, you wish you were older and you knew all my analogies. Uh, but there used to be a TV show called Candid Camera. It's a bit like Beatles about, but for black and white tellies. And they had this thing where they would push a car into a petrol station. And this was in the days before self-service. The guy would come out and he'd say, well, can you check the oil? Now, that guy's just seen that car arrive into the petrol station, opens the bonnet, and there's no car, there's no engine there. Because they've, you know, they've pushed it in and he's looking, you know, he can't understand what happened. That was, that was it today. We had the car, but we did not have the engine because Brendan Rogers bloody took it away. Yeah, he did. He did, and again, you kind of. I kind of had a feeling when I saw the news. Um, Madison wasn't available. Hmm. I I did kind of do what probably every Leicester fan went and probably went. Ah, shit. Yeah, we don't. We knew how that meant we was going to approach the game, and the lineup that followed didn't really disappoint that feeling, unfortunately. And it was just hmm. one of them, and. Well, oh. those are our predictions. Um, I will take some comfort in the fact that I was closer than you were. But I still don't get anything. Yeah, I know. All, all, all for naught, as it is in, in, in that case. Yeah. But um... Ian, Ian Marshall was the only one to get a point today. Um, well, so... that opens up his gap on me then. Great. Well, that, that that's the table. Now, I, Ian Mar- I don't decide... When people are on the same points, who's above and who's below? I think it's unalphabetical. So, Brad, you're on the same number of points as Ian Wilson, but the B is above the I. Um, I'm above, I'm still in second, basically because I think Chris rather than Ian. But it is quite tight there. Steve Linux, <coughs> four points at the bottom. Just thought I'd mention that in case you're watching, Steve. Uh, but uh, let me... Um, I'm, very, I'm not going to go into these in any great detail, but I do just want to show some of the stats, if you will bear with me, um, Brad. Uh, like I say, I don't want to go into too much detail, but it kind of just sums the match up here. When you look at it, I mean, um, oh, I pressed the wrong thing here. Bear with me, caller. Um, some of my team stats. Here we go. So the ratings, uh, we're going to do those separately, but Kieran Dewsbury Hall was only one, the only Leicester player that got in the top five. Total shots, <laughs> Dewsbury Hall just about sneaked into the top five. Yeah, we had plenty of tackles, but maybe that's because we had to. 
And the only thing yeah. you can say that you know dribbles with anything that was was decent. Um, the match summary: uh, Leicester lost possession often, gave away a lot of free kicks around the box, were caught offside often. Arsenal, um, well, Leicester had no strength, so they were all weaknesses. We had absolutely no strength whatsoever. Um, Arsenal were effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities from long-stop situations, but they were caught offside a lot as well. Um, the styles, we played with wit, favoured long shots. We attacked down the left and the right-hand side. Didn't think there was another side, did you? And we favoured <laughs> long balls. Uh, Arsenal had a large quantity of possession in their opponent's half, favoured long shots, attacked down the right side and dominated possession. Uh, I think that just about does sum the game up, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty accurate representation. They had a lot of ball and we were pretty short with it. it uh, yes. <laughs> well, the, few, the bit of time that we had with it. Um, yeah, very right. true. Yeah, wasn't yeah. a lot of it, was it? No, no. Right, so what we were going to do now is we will do the player ratings, uh, but because I've got to play around with a few things, uh, Mrs., let me just say that we'll be doing that straight after this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey, guys, Ian Hume here. Hi, everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Yeah, look at that. Just got in there. <laughs> Just got in there. Last week I failed. This is like the Krypton factor for me. Last week I failed, but this week I got it all done on time. You see, playing the longer jingle, that's what helps. Um, right, let us have a little couple of comments here. Uh, smile, you're on. Exactly, exactly told you. You're older than I thought you were. Smile, you're on candid camera. Um, right, so uh, let's see if you and Jordan are going to be big buddies or are you going to be, are you going to be the Ant and Deck or are you going to be the Chuckle Brothers? Let's have a look and see which way you are going to go. So let us get, uh, where the hell is it gone? Let me get the things up. The change. I hate the Leicester Mercury. Um, here we go. Right, sir. So, do you want to go first or shall I let um, Jason go first? Even though he's not here, but you know what I mean. Um, I'll go first for this one because I've got a funny feeling I'm going to end up in a fight. Um, <laughs> Danny Ward. Uh, again. Can't just blame him just because we lost today's game. Um, I don't think there's too much he can do in terms of the goal. People might criticise and say, oh, we could have raced out of his goal, but your centre-back gets nutmegged and, and your right-back gets absolutely skinned alive to, to the ball. In, in in half a second, the ball's at you. There's not really much he can do. I don't think he had a bad game. He made a very clever and good save. Uh, to not only keep it at 2-0, but he never put it into a danger area. Mm. Fortunate, very fortunate with um, with the VAR decision that went in his favour. From what I've seen of it, others do disagree, and that's fine, because it's one of them I haven't been able to see it numerous of times like others have, so I appreciate that. 
I'm going to actually give him a six. Okay. I think he, 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 I couldn't really blame him. And I thought he did pull off again one other good save. Um, but Martinelli's finish was right in the corner. But he may be disappointed to have been beaten from such a tight angle. He did make one decent stop, shot stop from Zinchenko, what I'm referring to. But I had little to do other than with his hands or his feet. And he got a five off, um, off. Mr. Mr. Blackwell, um, nobody's voted yet. Uh, Mr. Castagno, think what I might do next week. What do you think if I actually do one where I actually just fill it in as we go along? Um, two scores next to each other, yeah, you can do that. That'd be all right, me. That works, yeah, it might be interesting. Um, Mr. Castagna, he was okay at parts. Um, but he required a lot of help and support down his side. Something that, although it was needed with Christiansen, it's not needed in his desperation as numbers as it seems, because he seems quite calm and collect. But for probably the third, third week in a row, fourth game in a row, maybe in total, it's hard to tell when the top was also convincing, but even against Villa, Man United, obviously, and, and again today, he got schooled a little bit. And he's been getting schooled a little bit for that that, that right side for the last, like I said, three or four games. And today he wasn't even able to impress with his attacking prowess that he shows when he's worked well alongside Tete. I, I, I think Jordan Blackwell was getting a bit catchier because I'm giving him a four. I don't think he was good at all today. And it's not just today that he's earned that four. I say earn, that's probably the wrong choice of words. But he's warranting that four. For his, that's how he's been throughout the last three or four games. Right. Well, uh, Jason's given him seven. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Don't get that to me, Chris, because I'm already in pain as it is, mate. I'm trying to, the thing is, to if I, I said that, that you would have believed me, wouldn't you? You would have. I would have, because it's Jason. I would have just yeah. believed he's got nothing at it. He's actually very close with you. He's gone five again. He nearly gifted Arsenal a golden chance with a dreadful header in the first half and he got caught under a few high balls as well. He looked better on the ball when Tielemans came on and Pratt moved to the right, but this was not one of his better games and he's given him a five. Uh, I think you two might be, say, bosom buddies by the end of this. Um, Harry Suter. Suits you, sir. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, um, um, did really well, to be honest. If you like, I said, you're talking about shining lights. That goal aside, there was nothing really too clinical that Arsenal had to worry about Ward. Just by looking at what was said about his actual overall performance and Ward tells you he didn't actually have that much to be worried about, despite the control of possession that Arsenal had in and around our own half. I feel sorry for him because two tiny mistakes he's made in his Leicester career have been a sliced own goal, which is just the wild face initiation. Uh, and then this goal goes through his legs to ultimately end up at Martin and his feet. Uh, but that side, he was actually really good. He was actually really calm when you thought th there was a few moments where you go, Oh God, what is he going to do with it? And he just, Thank you very much. I've got this ball. Next, please, where's my outsource? Uh, 
Very calm, very collective. He gets to seven. Okay. Yeah, me and Jason are about to throw fists now, aren't we? Uh, yes. <laughs> totally 110 million percent. Uh, because, well, I tell you, he was fortunate to get away with hauling down Saka for first half penalty appeal. Uh, really? With that, yeah, yeah. Did, did he? Okay, fair enough. You've seen what again? You've seen more replays than me, but like, I, I didn't see nothing in it. Well, I but. didn't see. It. I didn't see it live. Then I saw somebody say about penalty in the chat, and I went back and it and it caught back up. Went oh, oh, one of those that I would have been shouting for. I've actually got him in down here, penalty claim, and I forgot to ask you. I'm glad I didn't because you didn't see it. Um, I didn't see it more than once anyway. I only saw it live. I didn't see it. And he was fooled by Trossard for the Martinelli goal. The Belgian prod in through his legs. Lots of his forward balls didn't pay off either. And Jason has given him a four. Oh, behave, Jason. Come on now. How many interceptions and blocks did he make? Sorry, did, is, his, is his job to be an attacking midfielder? Sorry, I forgot that our whole sort of forward momentum was solely relying on a Harry Suter pass. Now, he's a centre-back, you absolute clown. I love it. I knew you were really going mad at that one. <laughs> well, you absolute clown. He's Sorry, the way he's just rated him then on the reasons he's given for. I, I'm sorry, did, does Harry Suter play centre-back or centre-mid? Because I didn't know Leicester's whole entire attack so completely 100% focused on whether Harry Suter could make a good pass or not. Now, he's just to get his foot, he put his body on the line, make blocks, make interceptions, interceptions recover the ground. <laughs> That's another film. No, we don't go there. Oh, yeah, mate. Well, he's, he's wound me up with that four shout. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, <laughs> as Harry Potter fans would say. Oh, we've had, to, we've had to wait one minute, one hour, 22 minutes for the first run from uh, Brad, but there it is. <laughs> I know if I don't get you at the start of the show, I'll get you at the end. Um, I don't know if I dare go on to this next one, about phase. Fairly solid. They they complemented each other in a way. And what was a frustrating and very challenging afternoon for the bat line for obvious reasons. Uh, and again, praise to them for, for doing their part in trying to keep Arsenal out and, and, and get away with something from it because I think they were really sturdy. He covered well. He covered um, Harry Suter when he did try and venture out. You know, that centre mid that all our whole world revolves around. Um, he also covered Christensen when he got caught out trying to be a positive outlet for Leicester and Arsenal gained the ball. I thought he was reasonably well. He had a few moments where you kind of went, oh, but he always seemed to get his head to the ball. He always seemed to wrap his foot around it and make a block. And give him another seven. 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 That's a dog special. Seven. <laughs> there we go. I meant to get a, a thing for that and I forgot. Um, okay, about phase. A much calmer shown from the big head Belgian who stuck to his defensive duties and didn't rashly rush out or dive in. There were still a few desperate moments, but he usually recovered to get in a clearance or a block. Six he got. So six, seven, you know, there or thereabouts. Uh, David has agreed with you about Sutar. He'd have gone a six, a six for him as well. Yeah, so uh, six, we can't, six, six, as you know me, Chris, if I give a seven and someone says six, I can get on board with it. 
Yeah, oh no, we've said this all. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing, Blackwell? One, one person seven is somebody else's eight. Is the third? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. We 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 we, we say that. I haven't I haven't disagreed with anything that you've come across yet. Um, Victor Christianson. Mm. Can we clone him? Can we clone <laughs> him and train him to play centre back? And can we clone him and train him to play right back? Because centre mid, according to Jeff. Oh yeah, centre mid, left wing yeah. striker. Yeah. The Leicester City, just in general, is this one player? Mm. Um, I never thought I would say this, and I know it's only like four or five games into, but it, it feels like one of them players for me. You talk about players that take to hit the ground running when they join. Well, I hope this guy's nothing like the French Voldemort because I hope he is in terms of hitting the ground running and playing the way he does, but I hope he doesn't treat our club the way the French Voldemort did um, to be more accurate because this guy is just brilliant. He, everything he does, he, he, he's always throwing his arms in the air because he's demanding the ball, he's demanding more, he's trying to get the crowd fired up, he's trying to get his teammates fired up. He's cheering the corner flags being put out before the pre-match. He's that excited for it. I, I, there is nothing you can't not love about Christensen. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but James Justin must be thinking, I've got something to go up against here for competition on this left-hand side because he looked good. It was one of them games where nothing attacking-wise is going to worth merit talking about because we didn't offer anything yeah. but in terms of what you asked him to do the challenge he was putting in the backtracking he was doing the cover work he was doing he gets an eight for me he was our standout defender out of the four for me um what did jason's what did jason say boys what did jason... i'm fearful i might end up exploding if jason continues up with this attitude up against a tough opponent in Saka, he did a grand job. He stopped him in the one-on-one -on -one situations while protecting the back post well too when crosses came from the other side. He stepped on to, to intercept when he could as well. Seven. Seven. So, fairness is agreeing with you. Seven, like we say, seven, eight. You know, it's, it's yeah, He's uh, taking my notes, is this Jordan? He's getting there. <laughs> He's learning, isn't he? Four. Ah, <laughs> oh, here we go. Indeedy. I understand the logic behind him getting picked, and you really can't have a go at him for not having any attacking impetus, which I'm guessing Jordan will say he offered nothing going forward, um, forgetting what kind of defender Indeedy is. He didn't actually have as bad a game as people may think. He's just the way he unfortunately goes about or, or is being asked to go about playing his game means he's absolutely nullifying us going forward. And that, that that's what you do when you play two central defensive midfielders. That's exactly what you're expecting to do. Got back, made some clumsy challenges, but the referee was giving nothing for both sides, really, at some points during the game. I'll be perfectly honest with you with some of the decisions he was given. So, again, it's just been one of them. I'm going to give him a six because I don't actually think he did anything wrong. If, if you look at the grand scheme of what he's asked to do and what he did, he actually did it all okay. It's just he tried. I'm not sure how, what it was he was trying, but he tried something going forward, but it just never worked. So, yeah, six. When you say two defensive midfielders, are you saying we were playing Kieran Drews with Hall as a defensive midfielder? Yes, he was in a deeper line today. He was I mean, he was actually sitting if you sitting alongside him. Would you should you not have played Mendy? I mean, 
does that not do you remember when the, we talked about Tielemans when he was being yeah. defensive? It's the, kind of the, you know, let, letting the dog yeah. out for on, on a run but tying his yeah. lead to the tree. Yeah, I I, I understand that, but the thing is that the, the, the it's not necessary that they're both playing as defensive midfielders. They're just playing in that defensive position of that midfield. Dewsbury Hall would probably have been, and again, I'm getting the technical, the, the analytic terms where the scouts and all that would refer to it as, and he's that deep-lying playmaker. He'll come and get the ball deep, but his Dewsbury Hall's the one that drives forward with it, and, 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 and indeed he was played today to sit back. And that's the difference, you know. If you want, you could still play two defensive midfielders and be attacking, but then you're leaving yourself exposed completely in that middle of the park. Which is why I don't really blame Indeedy for his performance today because he's that defensive minded one. Dewsbury Hall was having to do it from deeper, but he's expected to pick up the ball deeper and drive Leicester forward with it. Well, you got a six for Indeedy off yourself. He nipped in occasionally, says Jordan, but not as often as you hoped he would. When defending, he slipped over often, uh, while lots of Arsenal zippy football passed him by. Uh, it's given him a nine, though. So Yeah, no, right. Yeah. No, he's not. no, he's not. It's given him five. So, again, five, six. You're in each other's pockets there. Um, the aforementioned Mr. Dewsbury Hall. He actually tried to be creative for the very, very... I, I think it's a good job we didn't show the heat map because the heat map on on Leicester's attacking left and right-hand side would be in the minus temperatures. There would have been no heat there. But I did on occasion see him try and make some runs to stretch their defence, to give Leicester an option to keep going forward, which they annoyingly didn't take that option and always seemed to turn it down. Um Again, whether that's the tactics or the mentality of the players, I don't know. Maybe a bit of both. But he tried to get out on the wide if he wasn't getting success. He tried to get us forward. You know what I say, A for effort. But it, it was a six for me. He, he was kept fairly quiet. And that's not, again, It's it's you can't really blame him for that. You give your opposition 80% of the ball for most yeah. the majority of the match. Yeah, You don't get a chance to really do much. So many of <laughs> Jason can't type it. So many of City's food opportunities uh, to counter came through Kieran Dewsbury Hall. Must have had a burger van outside, eh? Uh, maybe, maybe. So many of City's good opportunities to counter came through him uh, getting on the ball and galloping uh, up the pitch with it. Uh, but he was always caught in two minds over the ball to play and he generally lacked efficiency. I mean, the City did not create chances. He ran hard as usual, but needs to work on his final ball and decision-making. He yeah. got five. A five. Yeah. In the ballpark. And he gets a six off David there, as you can see. Um, just to say, 20 minutes gone in the last game of the day. Uh, Palace nil, Liverpool nil at the moment. Um, come on, Liverpool. Yeah, I think we both went for Liverpool winning on that one, so I definitely take Liverpool winning. Yeah. Um, Dennis Pratt. Mm. I hated this. I really did. Because I was so happy to see him on the starting lineup because I thought, oh, Brendan's going to do the usual sucker punch here. He's going to put Tillemans in, in Madison's position and we're not going to see Pratt again. He got the start and then I hated it. 
And I'll tell you why I hated it, because whilst what he did was good, I hated how he was utilised today, because anything that I saw Dennis Pratt do with any good drive and ambition, I suddenly realised he was 30 yards forward, and but, uh, he was only 30 yards ahead of Danny Ward at times. He was doing the old Jamie Vardy role, and I could not understand it. I absolutely hated seeing it, because if ever there was an outlet of somebody that could get the ball high up and hold it up and be clever with it, it's someone of what Dennis Pratt can do. Some, that's, that's the job Dennis Pratt can do. And I hated seeing him being played in a way that just completely negated what he was good, because he went missing. He went missing at periods. And the fact is, my most fond, fond memories of the highlights, and I'm, I'm saying that very tongue-in-cheek there for Leicester today, of the good things that Dennis Pratt did on that pitch, were an hour and a half, and that's just not right. That's not right. As your right winger, your centre-attacking mid, whatever role he was technically taking at any point of the pitch, hmm. he ended up doing a better job of a job he shouldn't have been told to do and wasn't able to do the job, the job that he was put in a position to do. Again, another thing that confused me with Brendan Rodgers because he's the reason that Cassania is doing the job he's doing and getting back as deep as he was. So I'm going to have to give him a five. But he doesn't deserve it, but he does because he didn't do what he technically was on the pitch to do. But yeah, when he did no, do something it wasn't, right, his, it wasn't his best game. You know, as well, I am a Pratt lover. Um, so that's why I get on with you. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and Dave. Uh, no, you know, I, I, I love Dennis Pratt. It wasn't his best game. I mean, I think it was summed up. He got down into this sort of far corner, tipped the ball over. There was, I think, two Leicester players on the edge of the box and the ball went out and was closer to the uh, the far corner flag when it landed. And that kind of summed up his whole afternoon for me. Um, he got, uh, as ever, he was good. He was quick and intelligent in his pressing up the pitch, occasionally winning the ball, and he had plenty of nice touches and interplay. It's just the lack of end product that stops him being a really top player. You gave him five. Jordan gave him six. But David only gave him four. Look, four, five. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I disagree with Jordan because I think he's been a bit too nice to Pratt there. He can't win, can he? I can't. No, he can't, Jordan. Forget <laughs> it. Don't, 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 don't challenge me to game with Tiddlywinks. You'll never win, mate. Yeah. Uh, tete. Tete time. What are we going to Okay. I've just said his name. I'm, I'm about to probably give a bit of a Blackwell rating here. And it's going to contradict what I say, but you're going to maybe understand why when you ask me the question why. Tete was... Why? Back help... Well... <laughs> Tete, Tete was definitely on the pitch today. Um, but the only evidence she had of that was a couple of flash crosses and it was back really helping Castagne out today. You know, he was digging Castagne out of a lot of precarious moments in that first half just to give him an outlet. He was more there to collect the ball. Again, a bit like Dennis Pratt. I was so annoyed and hated seeing where he was sometimes being asked to pick the ball up from and drive drive us forward when it was hard enough just to get the fucking ball, let alone drive forward from, you know, 30 yards inside your own half with your right winger on the ball. Um, but he was left he, he was left out in the cold at points in that game when, when he was not helping out at the back. He never got the ball. He was starved of service. 
and he he just was not able to affect the game in the way he and and he wanted to and, and the way Leicester fans were hoping he would. Um, this is harsh. I'm going to say this, but the fact that he was actually starved of the ball and, it, and it's not his fault he didn't get it in attacking senses and when he did it was either over hit or he just couldn't get going like anybody else could today going forward. I'm going to give him a four. Four. Mr. Harsh. Yeah, but it's one of them where it's a four, but it's because of his lack of action on the ball than, than what he did when he had it, in a sense, if that makes any sense. All right. Oh, oh I've got to give you this. <laughs> Only because it was Mr. Cal there. Um, yeah, I get what you mean. He, I mean, he didn't particularly shine against Man United, but then again, the few chances there where he did create gave problems to United. They were usually him. Um, yeah. You've given him a four. Um, he gave the ball away cheaply with poor clearances early on, but when it came to him in attacking areas, he did occasionally look a little threat as he dribbled towards the box. Uh, when teammates had the ball, he wasn't alert enough to make himself an option. Uh, he gave him a five. So, yeah, you know, we say there or thereabouts. Uh, and David went for a five for Tete time as well. Um, Mr. Ian Acho. I can't even play the song today. Oh, that's disappointing me. I can't uh, have no reason to play it. I'm I know, sorry. I know, I know. You know I love him. You know I love yeah. him bits, but I'm sorry, it just wasn't his day today. T- today, unfortunately for Leicester, uh, and this, this, in fact, Ian show when he got the ball in a forward position, probably had the performance that completely summed up any Leicester attack. Because today, something that I've been very, you know, backing and proud of and, and saying how well he can do it these days uh, is controlling the ball. Normally, it's drilled in an area quite heavy and, and you see his legs almost U-bend shape inwards to somehow control it and then he kind of stumbles over it and somehow keeps the ball at his feet. Today, his things, his legs were like king elastic because every time that ball seemed to hit his shins or his knee, it'd go 10 yards backwards. Mm. It was not his finest game today. And the shape and the approach didn't did nothing to improve that. And he and and for me, even though it wasn't his best performance, he was the one that truly did not benefit from from going to up front because he ultimately got taken off. Mm. He gets a four from me today. He came off. He didn't deserve to come off because I think the two should have been used to favour him and not yes. the old rear guard of Vardy. But yeah, he went back to that Ian Acho from the first six months of his career at Leicester with his performance today. When the ball was pulled forward to him, he used his body and feet terrifically uh, to outmuscle Arsenal defenders and bring the ball down. Did he? But it very well, according to Jordan. Don't know what match he was at, but it very no. came to anything because of his lack of support. Plus, when others had the ball on the counter, he didn't quite make the right runs to help them. Six for him today, off Jordan. But really, Jordan? Good news not, is, the good news is that David agrees with you there and given him a four. Yeah, again, he was the benefit. Or he, what he, he was just, uh, he was just a sucker punch of a 
bad system, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Mr. Barnes. Again, he tried. And, and again, for the very rare, probably half a second, we were in their final third, let alone in, in their area. Uh, he was probably that little spark that looked to try and create something. He came inside, he had a little bit of freedom, and let's, let's face it, no matter how poor we were going forward and how disheartened we were as fans, I can tell you this much, there were probably Arsenal fans at 70-odd minutes going, yeah, Man City were like this against Forest. We all know how that ended. That's not, you know, they're looking a little bit like if we let them turn the engine on, they'll get going sort of thing. And Barnes, for the best part, actually tried it. Um... Look, it just wasn't a good showing in attack. That's just that's just write that one off as what it is. And 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 you know, you see a duck and you look at a duck and you think it's a duck, you call it a duck, and let's just call it what it is. So I have to give him a six because he at least tried in that sense, but Oh, I thought you were gonna finally agree on one. Uh he says he didn't get into the game in the first half either because he was on his heels at the passes and all the passes weren't finding him. He was a little more involved in the second half and deliver one excellent day. Otherwise, he didn't get by his man. And he got a five. Yeah, all right, I'll let him have that one. Um, what I'm going to say with regards to the substitutes, did anybody get above a five for you of the substitutes? Uh, no, but can I can I give Dakar a two? Um he got a four off. Tielemans got a five. Vardy, Sumare, and Daka got a four. And Pierre wasn't on long enough for him to get a rating. So yeah, I mean the only the only one of them I really want to talk about is Daka, um, because I'm going to be a bit critical here. He had the chance to prove that it had made more sense for him to come on for Vardy over him. And the only thing I know that Daka did today was he caught someone's studs and miscontrolled the ball. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it with Ian Nacho. You've got to give him game time to get the confidence up, and that's what he'll need. But you need to see something from the player when they're given these five, ten minutes. And I know it's not a lot, and I know it's not always fair, but that's life and football, I'm afraid. And he came on today and just nothing. And I know that sometimes, like, you know, when you have one of them days, and I think the football club, the players, the manager today, the fa the fans felt it. We had one of them days where everything we tried, it just backfired. We needed more aggression. We put more attackers on. It still didn't work. And I'm not saying that, I, you know, I'm not worried in terms of his long-term future at Leicester. Don't get me wrong, I'm not hitting the panic button like some are talking about Dakar. But today was like... At least with Ian Acho, you had a talking point to hold on to. You say, well, he played 15 minutes here and he got an assist. Why isn't he playing more? Dakote had that chance. He was the last roll of the dice. I would only give him a two. He was very poor. I mean, like I said, if he didn't give away a foul and not one out for a throw, and I wouldn't have known he was on the pitch. Yeah. Well, Brad, thank you so much. It wasn't to be a good day. Uh, at least they've got an excuse not to watch much of the day tonight and I can put a film on. <laughs> I don't know. If you're struggling to go to sleep and you're a lesser fan and you still will struggle with insomnia, try Maybe and find our attacking videos because it'll only be about three seconds long, but it'll be enough to put you asleep. <laughs> We're certainly not going to be first on match of the day. Top 10 battles. Tell people where they can find you. 
Oops, sorry, mate. That was the wrong one. You can find me hiding in the background there as Chris put me there. No, you can find me on YouTube. The channel's called Top Ten Battles. Like Chris does, because he's an absolute legend. The, the link is in the description. So thanks, like Chris. I appreciate it. We have just done an episode on the Friday, uh, Battle of Exes. It's a new episode of that. Uh, so go and check that out. And follow me on Twitter at Full Time Focus. And as always, do your usual show your support to this channel first before you go anywhere. Don't don't go clicking on my link without hitting a like and subscribe on on here first. Do them both. Do them both. Do, yeah, do them both. Do them both. Um, Brad, thank you so much, sir. Uh, can you stay in? Because I want to have a quickie with you. <laughs> um, you dirty man. Uh, that, that, buy me a drink first. <laughs> yeah, at least take me out for a bit. You know? Yeah, God, it's been, it's been a while. Come on. Wine and, wine and dine me first. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> thanks very much, mate. I'll speak to you in a second. Yeah, All no right. worries. Hey, Alan's man of the match. Yeah, I agree with him. I agree with him. I'm not going to argue with that one. The no. brightest of bright sparks and a very dull, dull room yeah. for Leicester. So yeah. If 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 everybody could have the same commitment and drive and passion that this man is showing, who knows what we could achieve? So yes, I agree. I I would have gone for him as well. Yeah, so. and now and now Alan gets his commission for getting a mention on the show. <laughs> I know. He's been texting me again. I've not heard my name yet. Heard my name yet. <laughs> Thanks a lot, mate. Speak to you in a second. Yeah, see you in a minute, mate. Cheers. There we go. Thanks to um, Brad for that. Um, when are we back? I hear you say. When are you back, Chris? Well. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Monday at nine, we have got a preview. Brad will be back with me then, as will a gentleman from Rovers Chat. We are going to be looking ahead to the FA Cup uh, round five, is it? I'm not sure, round four or five. I'm lost, to be honest with you. Uh, they will beat Queen Park Rangers today, 3-1. They will be very much up and thinking they can do us. Or will they? We'll find out Monday at nine. And a bit of interest. I mean, we're going to try and expand the channel a little bit. Uh, maybe doing a bit of Formula One this season. So, 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 so. Join us. You know we do the shit shirt show with all the um, shirts and we put them in order uh, for all the Premier League teams. We're going to be doing the same, but for the car liveries. So a little bit different there for Formula One fans. Doug will be joining me for that. If you like a bit of Formula One, uh, please, please join us. I'm not sure when it is, but of course it will be. If you click the notification button, you will not miss it. Uh, just going to end and say we did play Arsenal today. They did win. And in a little way, that was for you, Stephen. All the best, mate. I will see you Monday at nine o'clock. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
I'm looking for Dr. Goodhead. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.